This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space yeah. Mixes. It's time, Black. It's time. Ah, now, sugar, come on. I might never come down. I might never come down. to listen. Listen at mixcloud.com. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. something to talk about and there's something to talk about today a settlement has been agreed to in the Deshaun Watson debacle I don't know what do you call it it's a fucking clusterfuck I can tell you really yeah 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 really um but anyway we'll get into that as well as get into looking at some of the positions as they've been you know, coming through training camp, first preseason game, second one on the way. Will we have a starting center whose name we know? Uh, who knows? In Cleveland. Yeah. It's TBF, a Browns fans podcast. It's Thursday, August 18th, 2022. Let's get into this thing. Yeah, guys, uh, Deshaun Watson. Now, and, and I want to be very clear on this um, as I read this to you. And please listen to the words. The Cleveland Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson, suspended 11 games, fined $5 million after. And I want to be clear on this. And in no headline and in no article have you heard that Deshaun Watson and his people agreed but the NFL and the NFLPA reached a settlement. So what Deshaun Watson had was no more support from the NFLPA because they said 11 games is fine with them. All right. But it's 11 games, a $5 million fine, a requirement to seek evaluation, diagnosis, and treatment from an independent mental health source. Okay. And by the way, that requirement must be met before he can be reinstated, which he will be eligible after 11 games have been played. Okay. Now the Browns will play their 11th game in week 12 of the season with making week 13, the first game that Deshaun Watson can return and play if he's met the requirements of the settlement. That will be the game in Houston against the Texans. So, wow. Right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, the word is this. This is (laughs) CNN's article on it. Okay, guys? 
Um, uh, this I'm reading to you from the TBF Nation magazine on Flipboard. That's uh, flipboard.com slash daddy jams. And look for the magazine TBF Nation. That's all about this Browns fan. Those things that may concern these Browns fans. Certainly news about the Browns, right? The NFL and the NFL Players Association have agreed to suspend Cleveland quarterback Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson for 11 regular season games without pay and fine him $5 million after he was accused of sexual misconduct by more than two dozen women. Watson will undergo a professional, a professional, and this is in quotes, this is right from the settlement agreement, a professional evaluation by behavioral experts and will follow their treatment program. For Deshaun Watson's case, he said, I'm moving on with my career and my life, and I'm going to continue to stand on my innocence. Okay, this doesn't sound like a guy. So so the apology, okay. And this is why people are pissed with Deshaun, okay? Because you can't come out before the preseason game, apologize to everybody I've impacted, and then say, I maintain my innocence. That's fucking stupid. He apparently he, he believes needs he needs to stop saying these things in microphones. Okay? Bottom damn line is people, the league, and everybody else are looking for some, some kind of actual fucking remorse from this guy. That's all. And, they're, and that is what they are not getting. And I, I kind of get that it's all re- reactionary force. Yeah. And, and what is the point of Deshaun Watson coming out and apologizing to the people he's impacted if he is, in his words, totally innocent? What makes sense about those two things standing in the same room? Well, I know, well, I will probably never know the full story, I guess. But no, you won't. He- no, no, you won't. No. None of us will. Because they're, they're clearly with the amount of women. Listen, the story as it goes and some developments that came out since last time we talked about this. And, and, and I think most importantly and seminally in the events that occurred is Tony Busby originally came to Deshaun Watson and his people with one lawsuit. One lawsuit, one complainant who was asking for $100,000 get-go. And usually when you ask for a hundred thousand, you ask high, they, they do it down a little bit. And what you, I'm sorry, they negotiate it down a little bit. That was an absolutely totally insensitive comment. I shouldn't have said it that way, but they, they negotiate you down. Okay. And then you're looking to pay anywhere between 50 and $75,000, but Deshaun Watson, no doubt, I think, and I would hope on the advice of his attorney, but still clearly at this point in game with hindsight as your tool, a bad piece of advice was advised. Now tell him to pound sand. And, uh, and then Tony Busby went his ass out and pounded sand and pavement and everything. And he found 24 other women willing to complain. And he gave Deshaun Watson the problem that he probably never had to have and certainly didn't want, but he'd done his research and he knew there were other women to contact. 
And he did. And he said, well, you don't want to pay $100,000 to my client. How about paying that much or more to 23 of them? <laughs> you know, because he ended up getting that girl her money anyway, plus a lot more. Um, and Deshaun Watson, mm. before the preseason game this past Friday against the Jacksonville Jaguars, literally talking to Aditi Kinkabwala, apologizes with a level of sincerity in his voice saying that I would like to sincerely apologize to everybody I've impacted, <clears throat> but then comes out after the settlement today and says that I'm totally innocent. So I, I don't know. I it's just, Yeah. Anyway, well. anyway, and he added, I feel like the person has the opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that. And we proved that on the legal side. And we've just got to continue to push forward as an individual and as a person. And, and I have no idea what the fuck that means, because on the legal side, <laughs> I guess if you want to say on the criminal side, he was not indicted. But all that saying is that the evidence, the district attorney, along with the aid of the grand jury, determined that it wasn't enough to indict. Does that mean there was nothing wrong done? Well, I don't know. The NFL and the NFL Players Association together selected an independent ar arbitrator who retired former judge. Um, wasn't it Sharon Roberts? Is that her name? I'm not sure. I, I can't remember. Yeah, um, I think so. Something like that. And she determined... That in three cases, remember the NFL submitted four cases, and one of those cases, one of the four was thrown out uh, because the NFL had not specifically actually talked to the complainant. They only had written statements. And they said, no, no, we want people you've actually interviewed. And so it was three, but she found that in all three of those cases that, in fact, Watson did sexually assault these women, although be it nonviolently. And in her words, the behavior was egregious and predatory. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. And these key words were not put in that statement because they weren't key words. They were literally the leverage that the judge gave the NFL to exercise their right to appeal. They had with them the determination that the behavior was egregious and predatory. And at least in three cases, this <clears throat> happened. Well, if you take it in three cases, in the NFL's view, that is three separate violations of the conduct policy, and they, in their estimation, felt that six games is in by no way, shape, or form, even based on previous precedent, enough to suspend this guy. And the NFL was driving for a full season, minimum, with a, a right to apply for reinstatement under conditions. They wanted $10 million up front. So Watson gets 12, I mean, gets 11 games and 5 million. Um, if you were going to take a split, okay, between six games and the full 17 games of the season, the halfway mark would be 11.5. So, you know, in terms of the compromise, Deshaun Watson gets a half game. He beat the NFL by a half game on this one, if you will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
Look, I view the comments and stuff and everything you just said, basically, Mm -hmm. as Rusty's mumbo-jumbo of like, hey, we settled. Um, We didn't want to settle. Not even to say whether he's guilty or not, you know what I mean? But it's looking like he was, but we're not going to say that shit, okay? Um, And I do totally, I think this is going to be one of those stories, right? Where right now, nothing will be said. Six years later, maybe, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Into Watson's career, maybe even something else flares up again with another woman of the same, not something new, you know, Mm -hmm. dating to the same thing or whatever. But I totally expect later on, six years later, him to go, look, we didn't really think he was guilty back then. Okay, we only did it because we wanted he wanted to get back on the field and we were being we were being held. You know what I mean? So he had to settle to get out of being held. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, right, that's because that's what it sounds like. He's playing the all those comments tell me is that we don't really think we're guilty here. We're just going along with it so we can play football. Well, I I get that. I I get that. And I get that, that. I also get that that is why. The people that are convinced that Deshaun Watson is guilty are not satisfied with this at all. And they're saying that the NFL has demonstrated that they don't care about women. Well, you almost can't blame them in a sense that I don't feel like they should feel like they don't care about women because they're going they're going above and beyond, really. okay? because they could have just let it end at the arbitration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But no, they needed. But like Paul said, optics, they were they wanted the other side to feel that they were bat, going to bat for them, even though it's pretty much lip service. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So they shouldn't feel neglected, but I can feel them in a sense, because like what you're saying, you basically have a lawyer kind of going uh, glossing it over. Right. And right. you're looking like you're glossing it over. You basically were just found guilty in a sense, right? Because the arbitrator said, yeah, foul play, right? And he's basically, he's apologizing on one side, right? But the lawyer is going, hey, we don't think we were guilty here, you know, so we're not really going to say that, but it's settled. That's what he's saying. So were the, were the women, were the women interviewed or did they just take statements from them? I just told you, I just told you the three cases the three cases that the judge looked at had been interviewed by the NFL. The fourth okay. case she threw out because they had not interviewed her. Okay, so she's believing the women. I get it. Okay. No, she's not believing the women. She's looking at the evidence. She's looking at the statements made by Deshaun Watson. She's looking probably, and and listen, in the legal case that was presented to the grand jury, I'm guaranteeing you that he they had warrants and they got his Instagram activity, messages that he sent, messages that he received. They got everything that was salient to the point. Okay, and that information was available to Judge Sue Robinson. Okay, she looked at the evidence. Remember, she even required briefs to be filed by both sides by the 11th. Remember, they had to turn them in. And it was after that point she was going to then take those briefs and then make her determination. And she came out and she said everything the league needed her to say. He did it. He lied about it. It was egregious. It was predatory. All right. 
Mm. I'm only giving him six games based on the precedent that your league has set in these matters. She even warned the league that they shouldn't try to set new precedent with this case because she felt that they would falter in that. It's all there. It's all there in her in her determination, in her written judgment. Right. Yeah, she suggested that they negotiate whatever in the new CBA to be able to set precedent or something like that. If I I remember correctly, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. That was her view on it. The league's procedure that the players' union and the league both agreed on said that the league had the right to appeal just as well as Deshaun Watson did. Deshaun Watson and the Players Association, in an attempt to force the league's hand, came out the day before the decision and said, we will not appeal, and we think the league shouldn't either. All right? And so at that point, you you knew that it was coming down more of a light suspension that Deshaun Watson and his people said, well, we can live with that. Again, we're not going to appeal a six-game suspension. Doesn't sound like a guy who, I'm totally innocent. I never did anything. I'm going to fight this. I'm going to clear my name because, remember, that was his initial position. I didn't say it. Deshaun Watson said it, okay? So, no, don't blame me for what Deshaun Watson said. Deshaun Watson came out in his first first press conferences at Cleveland Browns, said, I'm going to fight this to the end. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. Okay? I get... um, But the the judge, the independent arbiter, looked at all the evidence and said, you did this, you did this, you did this. I'm just curious as to what the criteria is to not file charges Versus what the judge saw and that she and found. You would have to ask the Texas grand jury and grand jury proceedings are secret, Hugh. So you're not going to get to ask that. Yeah. All right. So that, very, that's very, all. very interesting, though. No, it's not very interesting. It's very interesting <clears> in that <throat> they didn't charge. Um, but more than likely, based on the evidence that Judge Sue Robinson has in her hands, she felt they could have. Okay. The bottom line, Hugh, is, you know, the NFL is a big money business. And in the towns it's in, they wield a big stick because they got a lot of revenue, a lot of businesses to depend on in terms of game day and other stuff that's promotional around these teams. And if you don't think money and political influence matter when it comes to grand jury indictments, why you've never been near our legal system very much. Yeah, it matters. Yeah, yeah it matters okay. when so, it comes so, to so money. It sounds to me like somebody in Texas got paid off. Okay. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but just to put the NFL under a microscope because of what we talked about previous to the show, you, you uh, talked about the CTE thing and how they acted. They finally decided to act and give those players the same level as mm-hmm. the white players to get the money they needed for CTE. So it's like the NFL doesn't really care. They really care when it impacts on their money. That's well, it. That's but all. that's why you have people coming out now and saying the NFL doesn't have their, their, they have a sack with no balls. Okay. Because if the NFL really cared, Deshaun Watson would never play football again. All right. That's what they're saying. And, and you would be hard pressed not to 
from an objective standpoint. And again, I really hate what this has done to Cleveland football fans because you want to root for the guy that they're paying to be your main quarterback to get on the field. But why did they have to actually make this guy with this problem the highest paid player ever in the league? Why? Because Jimmy Haslam, that's why. Jimmy Haslam could have drafted Derek Carr. Jimmy Haslam could have drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. But over those two, he chose Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel didn't work out. He was a flash in the pan and a quick one. So what did you get next season? Why, with the second-round pick, he gave you Deshaun Kaiser. Right. Then... There we are in 2018 after going 0-16 with the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. You can have your choice of quarterbacks. You could have picked Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Justin Herbert. But the Browns said, now we know a guy that's better than all those guys, and he is Baker Mayfield. But they didn't have the decency to stick with that guy for longer than three full seasons. Because they'd walked away from Baker Mayfield halfway through his fourth year. Mm-hmm. Halfway through last season, Baker Mayfield had no support from his team. I wonder if he hadn't got injured, what it would be like. What, what would have happened? Well, I, I have no idea. But the Browns, I tell you this. Like it or not, Deshaun Watson is their guy, and they better fucking stick with him. Because let me tell you something. Jimmy Haslam is the reason that you are going through this, Browns fan. And if this doesn't deliver you a Super Bowl, it's a failure. As well as an embarrassment. Mm -hmm. So we better, and, and, and again, what does this mean? So that Deshaun Watson has to come in. Now let's just let's conjecture this. Eleven games will be played without him. Jacoby Brissett, assumably, will be the starter. Although, with an eleven-game suspension on the books, will the Browns go after Jimmy Garoppolo? The world only knows. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, they'll probably be about eight and four, seven and five. If they are, why would you take a guy who hasn't played a snap of meaningful football in over two seasons and put him in when he is clearly going to need some time to get acclimated and get his juju back? It's going to be interesting. Right, to see right what at the beginning of December. Yeah, that's when you need to try to get a guy to learn how to fucking play again. Because listen. You know, you can make what you want to out of his pregame performance. I mean, out of his preseason performance in game one of the preseason. But I will tell you that Dobson came out, or Dobbs, what's our third string quarterback's last name? He came out and looked a lot better than Deshaun Watson. And they've both been practicing all training camp long. And Watson's been getting the number one snaps. And Watson looked like shit. He wasn't making good decisions. He had one dropped on him, but the first ball he threw, it was so far overthrown, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, I don't know what to make of Watson. 
I mean, I, he was getting heckled real hard. I don't know if maybe that got to him a little bit. I mean, he should, it shouldn't, but it was his first time on the field in how long, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's a sensitive situation, obviously, and he's still dealing with it, and he's getting heckled, and I maybe pressure. I don't know. So here's what I was thinking when I saw how long he was suspended to begin with. Say we get... 11 games in, right? Mm-hmm. Right? We're going into our 12th game and we have five wins. Do you put Watson in? Of course. You got it. You damn sure. If Listen, if you only got five wins with 11 games played, that puts you below 500 substandard. What I'm worried about, right. what I'm worried about is if you got seven or eight wins. That's what I was about to get to. So what I was about to say next is I agree with you on there. What I was about to say next is now, what if we win eight games? I wouldn't put him in. See, so here's where I am with this, right? So five games is where you're you're basically if you're 11 games in season, you have five wins, right? We're teetering on. OK, we got to win. OK. Um, or we're looking at this season being done. OK. And here's and the interesting thing, Jeff. What run. if it's what if it's five wins, but three of those wins are your last three games, and you're really oh, see, starting to you're really starting that's, to click with some chemistry here? See, that makes it even worse because you're <clears throat> yeah. still on the fringe where your season's about to end. If you choose not to put him in, because this is why this isn't so hard. If you choose not to put him in, right? So you're on a three game win streak and only five wins. You're like, no, nope, we're gonna run with it. We're starting to click, right? And then you lose, right? Say you lose, you drop two, right? And now you put Watson in, right? And then he wins, and then you don't make the playoffs. You're going to be looked at like, why the hell didn't you put him in? Right? Yeah, what? but what if you right. what if you are that eight win team? What if you are that eight win team? Now, if you're an eight win team, and right? they put Watson in and he loses, and he loses, you're never going to hear the end of it. Till well, Watson not only that, but you if you playoff. put him in, if you put him in, you can't pull him just because he loses no, you one can't. game. No. No, you pretty much, if you put him in, you're almost stuck at keeping him in. Because if you pull yeah. him out again after putting him in, it's going to look like it's just not going to be good. It's just so, so bad problem. There's so many problems yeah. with doing it that way. Confidence, so this, all that stuff. It just, it's a bad this, idea. At this point, does the Garoppolo thing have any legs at all? Because I, I don't, think they're going to go with no, Jacoby Brissett. I don't, think, so. I don't well, think so. The, the, the word was, okay, the word was when we first heard the announcement, if Deshaun Watson six game ex- suspension be- gets extended, they will explore Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to tell you this. At 11 games, okay, I honestly think if for Jimmy to happen, Watson should be gone for the season, okay? Because I'm, I'm just going to put it this way. We could get Jimmy in here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this offense was not built around to be for Jimmy or anything, okay? Jimmy is over and on a team where they that team is for him, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? He, he is walking into a situation. I'm not saying Jimmy won't, wouldn't come in and perform, okay? But if Jimmy came in and didn't, right? Just, just say Jimmy comes in, has hiccups, right? You're looking at the same exact situation when Watson comes back. Okay? Yeah, but, but no, but the date, here's the thing. You go get Jimmy... Garoppolo, and he comes in and does what Jimmy Garoppolo does, 
And let me tell you what Jimmy Garoppolo does. He doesn't lose the ball games for you. Okay? He doesn't necessarily win the ball games for you either. He needs he needs a team around him. But he can he can make it happen. He's gotten a team to the Super Bowl. I, I will, or I will on the doorstep of it multiple times. Multiple times. I give that entirely. <laughs> I'm I'm not even look, I'm not big and high on Jimmy. I don't think Jimmy is really any better than Baker, but he is taller. Okay. I mean that's right. I mean Well, but the thing I mean, is is with the, the danger of bringing <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo in is simple. You bring him in and he does good. How are you gonna what are you gonna do come week thirteen? This is what I'm afraid of, and this is what I'm getting at with bringing Jimmy, okay? You you run two scenarios. You end up wasting money because Jimmy couldn't do it per se, and then Watson comes in anyway, right? Or you get Jimmy, he performs, right? And then you're stuck with this weird situation. And what I do not want a weird situation of is this, okay? Is where we're picking between Jimmy. Unless, now, I'll tell you this. If Jimmy came in, and bam, bam, everything happened because we do. I feel like we do have the kind of roster, right? Mm-hmm. That if a quarterback did come in and he had a MVP season, we would win the Super Bowl. Oh okay? yeah, but, I do okay. feel that. Let's just say this. Let's look. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, and the Browns are not eight and three. They're nine and two after eleven games. Jimmy's how do you out. break that up to put Deshaun Watson in? How does how does oh, anybody no with a football no mind do that? It will never happen. What will have to happen is the same kind of thing that's happened with other teams. Jimmy would have to go down. Watson would have to come in and pro- be the exactly. Exactly. There's no way in the world if they bring Jimmy in and Jimmy has in this team is above 500. I even think. Okay. Let's Watson let's, comes, let's he's not Watson's not getting in. Let's listen to what Jimmy and D have to say. <clears throat> okay? Here you go. Today, an hour ago this video was released. Have a listen. D and Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the owners of the Browns, have waited until there was some sort of clarity to the situation to address it and uh, here is what they had to say with this decision being reached, the settlement being reached, here are the owners, Dee and Jimmy Haslam. We as an organization realize how sensitive this is, how emotional it is to all kinds of different people, how a lot of people have been affected by this situation, and we take that very seriously. Since Deshaun came into our building in April, he has done everything we have asked of him and more. And he has been the person, the leader that we expected him to be. Um, I think he understands where he is in his life. It's a pivotal point. I think, I think each of you guys, as we're listening we to this, not only be the best foot- you should take time, personal time, sometime after the podcast and watch this video and look at fucking Andrew Barry standing between Jimmy and D and the very uncomfortable look. He has on his face. Okay, it's, it's fucking amazing. Anyway, more Jimmy. Player he can be, but more importantly, to be the best person he can be, and we're going to support him in every way possible during the suspension and during what will hopefully be a long career with the Cleveland Browns. As an organization, we have ter- and, and wow, what's that noise? I don't know. Terrible audio the by the Cleveland Browns. And we That's have an opportunity is. now to make a difference in this community. 
we're going to invest a million dollars to go towards educating. So they're trying to buy their way out of it. And I don't blame them. That's what rich people do. Okay. Which, which I'm going to comment on that. Cause that was said, somebody yeah. mentioned that to me at work and I was like, it really sucks that the Browns organization is on the end of this and like, Oh yeah, we better give back. You know what I mean? Yes. They yeah. did sign the guy, but there's a whole team <laughs> that he played on before that's mixed it. Like, it's just crazy. The whole situation. Oh no, I understand, but it crazy. is Jimmy Haslam. Jimmy Haslam's the guy that wanted this. He wanted this so bad that after being told his team was out of the hunt on this guy, he says, yeah, but wait, what if we make you the highest paid player ever in the NFL and guarantee every penny of it? I get what if it. We do like that? I said, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying it is the soul. This is such a lopsided freaking situation. Okay. Right. So speaking of the preseason and moving on, because I'm done talking about Deshaun Watson until week 13 when he fucking plays a game that matters right. to me. How about that? That good. Can that, we agree on that? that works for me. That okay, works. cool. All right. Did you, you guys see out. any of the highlights from the preseason games? Elsewhere, other than the Browns? Well, you might know if you've been following the news that they had a debacle at um, Soldier Field because of the the condition of the field, because a concert nights previous had destroyed the fucking field. Well, looks oh, wow. like looks like Cleveland could have their own Soldier Field fiasco thanks to an MGK concert at First Energy Stadium. <clears throat> <clears throat> wow. MGK, that, who's that? That's Machine Gun Kelly. Right. Yeah. And uh yeah. Machine Gun Kelly fell right back at felt right back at home when he performed in front of a sellout crowd at First Energy Stadium last Saturday. But that also meant that the stadium's crew will have to replace the grass on the field. They also hope that it grows back just in time for the Cleveland Browns game there against the Philadelphia Eagles this coming Sunday. It's a bit tough to bet on that, though. As Browns reporter Daryl Reuter uh, pointed out, it could take up to 14 days for the new grass to root properly. So, footing, good footing might be a problem. Sunday's game against the Eagles. Keep your eyes on that. Um, Also, keep your eyes on Jacoby Brissett, boys, because that's your guy. Barring barring more changes that we don't know about yet, Jacoby Brissett is going to start eleven games for you, and uh, and it's a darn shame that they didn't play him not even a freaking minute in the game against the Jaguars. Now I'm I'm going to comment a little bit on the field conditions. Um, I don't know if we'll see our two starting running backs. Mm-hmm. I hope not. Run. I'm hoping with the that they make sure the field is right before the possibility of seeing them. Because they're the ones I'm most concerned. Right. I, now, I will tell you this. If the Browns explore Jimmy Garoppolo and they do make a trade for him, I fully expect Kareem Hunt to be one of the assets they attempt to move to get him. I, I mean, I totally expect that. Um, actually, um, Shoot, I've been talking about running backs all freaking, <laughs> freaking day. Um, I mean, I think it's telling. I think it's telling that um, Dearness Johnson 
and Nick Chubb both got a deal and and Kareem Hunt did not. Right. Well, right. Johnson got his deal. And I'm I'm not even going to lie. The guy they had in last preseason game, the running back, he was all right. The two oh, yeah. standouts to me yeah, was the running back. Good. Yeah. The running back was the standout and that corner we got. Six yes. two corner, but he was now yes. he was good. He was the standout of the preseason game to me. Like he was the only like watching it I was like, okay, this really I mean uh not that he made play, a lot that of big, is good. Although not that he made a lot of big splash noise in terms of uh tackles behind the line of scrimmage or anything, but no. I liked the pressure that Perion Winfrey got. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I isolated. I did a lot of watching him isolate and looking at Perry on Winfrey, and I was not disappointed with his performance. Right. You to, like you said, to remember yeah. any penetration he was getting is going to be can be exacerbated when he's there yeah, with whatever he did. Garrett he did without the aid of Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney right. on the ends. Right. He may have had two right. hands on him when they're on the field. He'll have one pair of hands. <clears throat> Well, I will say this, though. Given the quality of the defensive roster and, and therefore the potential of the defensive roster, I'm concerned given what I saw from the defense. Now, grant you, a lot of starters set out. I'm also concerned that Miles Garrett has been excused from practice every day this week for personal reasons. Okay. That's all we're being told. Uh, Personal reasons. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know what that is, but it it, it would shock me if Miles My, Garrett plays in this next preseason game. I, I don't think we're going to see that. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you this. As, as many years as Miles has done it and done it big, I'm not too concerned. If he's a guy, as well, long as he's ready for the first be game, fair. I'm not too concerned. Let's just anymore. be fair. He was only drafted like the year before Baker Mayfield. Okay? <laughs> only the year. Yeah. So it's only it's only five years ago. It's I mean, don't only get me wrong. Miles Garrett, I think, has established himself as preeminent in his field, in his position. Okay? In that time. But I I still think that his list of accomplishments would be bolstered greatly if we could post winning seasons and playoff berths. So whatever Miles Garrett is to you has got to translate to that. Or I will tell you, I remember the futile years that I will call them uh, with the the whole time we had the best left tackle in football. And I kept right. telling people, they didn't say, well, Joe Thomas is the best left tackle in football. Yeah, what does that get you? What does that get yeah. you? Well, that look, gets you last place and tickets to your living room for the playoffs. Right. Look at the Rams. They've had Aaron Donald has been around. He's not new. Yeah. Okay. And it took till now you get a team around him and put him in the situation. What I'm saying is, Miles Garrett to me is the MVP. <clears throat> Defensive player, MVP defensive players do not get you to the Super Bowl. Okay, they, they can help get you there. But they help. Me they yeah. Well, well, wait, wait a not. minute though. And while Ray Lewis never got the Ravens to the Super Bowl alone, he did on a defense that was peopled out properly across the roster. Right. Captain a defense that got a team to the Super right. Bowl. 
What I was I will say, say is, this. I think the Browns only shot at getting to the Super Bowl this year is if they get that kind of performance out of their defense. And we're going to see, look, this will be this is Clowney, right? He signs a one for, right? Yeah. This is this is a big year for Clowney, right? Last year, the only knock you could have on our defensive line, right, was we didn't get quite as much push in the middle. Okay. Now you get Winfrey. Let's say Winfrey goes out there and does perform this year, right? Got no excuses that Clowney doesn't come out with seven or eight sacks. Okay. Right. Go along a pair with with Miles and whatever. Okay. Like, but our if our defensive line works the way we want it to, okay, Mm -hmm. it's. I could definitely see something right, like that. Which is why, from the standpoint of the roster, and then looking at the potential of, do we need to go after Jimmy G or not? I say, or not. Right. Okay. Look, I, well, I say, I say, I say, Jacoby Brissett. You put your hand down. You you hand the football off. You play play action, and you play defense. Okay, right. and this team will be fine. Right. The, the other thing I'd like to point out, and this is being really hypothetical, right? But the Browns, in theory, right, if it works out the way we want it to, they have the kind of defense on paper, right? That if you did get to the Super Bowl, right, and you got two weeks to rest, right? Mm-hmm. And you got a fully rested defense that gets to look at film on another team. That's the kind of defense that that's the game they'll win you. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, it's hard they'll for do you like Tampa to, Bay. Tampa Bay did against Pat Mahomes. Right. It's hard to get a, have mm-hmm. a defense carry harder than the offenses care, offense carries to a Super Bowl, right? But I tell you this: you sit there and you well, give we've two seen weeks it done rest. twice. We've seen it done we, twice in the last thirty years. It was the '85 right. Bears. Not, it was the 2000 uh, Ravens. Right. I'm okay. not saying it's impossible. I said it's a lot harder. Okay. No, but, but 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 given the Browns roster, given what objective observers say when they look at the Browns defensive roster, the Browns possibly have and I you know, I don't know that I've seen this, but I see a lot of people saying this in terms of defensive backfield with Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. They're saying mm-hmm. the Browns have one of the best defensive backfields in the league. The Browns have okay. one of the best defensive lines in the league. The Browns have one of the best <clears throat> linebacking cores in the league. So I'm like, well, if they got all that on defense, then they should be able to win a few games with defense alone. Right. Well, here's where I'm trying to get at what I'm saying. As long as they stay healthy. Right. As long as they stay healthy. But there's what I'm trying to get at what I'm saying. I get it's possible, but it's harder for it to happen other than an offense carrying. But the plus in it is, is that if the Browns can manage to get there, okay, what they have under their belt, most teams that get to the Super Bowl don't have this. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. The best defense usually isn't in the Super Bowl. Okay, but when those good defenses do look at what Denver did to the Panthers, if you have two weeks to rest and you have a good defense, it's high chance in the Super Bowl because it's a one game and you have a mountain of time. Okay, leading up to that game. Okay, it's it's like the NBA finals It's when you see teams in the NBA finals, same way. All that offensive stuff is all great. But when you sit there and play one game, two game, three games, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you may have split one or whatever, even if it's to win three in a row after playing through game. You've seen everything the other team has. If you're going to figure it out, it's getting figured out. Okay? Same thing in the Super Bowl. You won game and you got two weeks to prepare. They've had to pull out all their stops to get there. 
Well, I will tell you what this team, I can tell you what this team can't survive. And that is a coach that doesn't recognize the strength of his offensive game and use it. Okay. If I have to watch a coach who has the running game that we have hand off the ball, an average of only 16 times per game, there's no way that the Browns, and I, you know, I hear people again, these football experts on, on the different sports shows, radio, television, and otherwise, it's talking about how the Browns depend on their running game. Do they really? Do they? I'm, I'm going to, well, I'm going to really? comment here on this. I think the Browns, here, here's, I'll put it this way with the Browns. The Browns are s- spoiled with the running game. Okay. Well, they're spoiled you with the running game. Okay. That. Okay. Would you have first snap? <laughs> First snap as a as a Browns quarterback with the running game he has. Why was the first play called a pass? Okay, I'm gonna comment on that. No, I would not want that, and no, we shouldn't do that. What I'm saying by spoiled is this: you run that first play, play it passing, right? It's not successful. You still have the option. You get a running play. You get six or five yards. That's not people have to understand. Okay, Chubb is not normal, right? Okay, there's. I just was having. I understand, but I'd, I'd, I'd way rather okay. have second. I'd way rather have second and four than second and ten. No, I, I agree with you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying what I'm saying is the how good Chubb has been doing. Okay, has been the reason why they've been able to get away with it. Okay. And it feels like it's good when it's not, okay? Because he has been that good. Right. Okay? Imagine. Well, so what I'm saying is imagine if all along our head coach had been using his running game the way he should. So there's another side to this point, too. And I'm not saying I agree with it or disagree with it. But we're in a new era of football where everybody's bigger, bigger stronger, faster. People get injured, injured more easily. And some of the logic, I was listening to some sportscasters talk and different people talk that, you know, they want to conserve the backs and, and save them and have them be available for the playoffs and so forth and so on. So that could be part of the reason. Okay, is that why we didn't the use them last calling. year? Because we didn't make <clears throat> the playoffs. No, I understand that. Okay, well, but that then, was a then, whole different but season. What I'm say- but what I'm saying is we literally missed the playoffs by two games. I can tell you a minimum of three games that we lost because we didn't run the ball enough. Yeah, okay? like I said, I don't, I'm not okay, saying but what I agree I'm saying or disagree. Is, no, no, but what I'm trying to tell you is the argument that you're saying, even if it's somebody else's argument, I'm not attributing it to you. It's a specious argument because they want them available in the playoffs, but you have to make the playoffs first. Okay, that and is, there's at least true. three games. We missed the playoffs by two games last season. So all, okay. all I'm well, saying no, wait. is... We missed the playoffs by two games last season, and in at least three occasions <clears throat> when we ran the ball only 15 and 16 times in those games, had we run the ball 22, 24 times, we'd have won that game just by sheer what we took off the clock that wouldn't have gave the other team time to come back and win the game. Exactly. But okay. first and foremost, I agree with you. So I'm just saying that it's not just me thinking it or anything yeah. like that. 
it's actually being talked about that this well, that's is what some I'm of saying, the way but, they're. But what I'm saying is, people that are positing those arguments, that they're <clears> they're <throat> losing. They don't have their eye on the ball. If the playoffs is the ball, you can't have a, a, a running back available for the playoffs if you don't make the playoffs. Okay. I mean, with our with our with our backfield, I, I dude, I disagree with you all the way. I mean, but, but that's okay, what I'm I saying. You're looking at a team that, regardless of the performance of Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> had the running game been utilized appropriately last season, we'd have made the playoffs. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. To to my point though, and what I was saying. The Browns being spoiled. Mm-hmm. The Browns were seventh in the league last year, actually tied basically for fifth because the Green Bay also was 4.8 yards a carry. Okay. The only teams that did better in yards per carry as a team was Minnesota, Philadelphia, Tennessee Titans, Baltimore Ravens, number one. Okay. So we averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Okay. What I'm saying is that is great. Okay, but if you're doing what the Browns are doing and passing on first down and is continuously not being successful and you are crushing yourself on the fact that we can pick that up on the running game, you're not using your running game properly, though. No, no. Could be carrying you. And instead, it's carry. It's band-aiding mistakes of passing on first down. Right. Okay. right. If you're a run team and you're a smash mouth football team, you and you have the backfield that we have. Many Pittsburgh Steeler fans come up to me and said, dude, if we had your backs, oh, my God. We would I, run I, them I down your throat. Them. Okay. We would <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, oh, I don't <laughs> even. Look, they gave Najee Harris, what, 400 carries last year? They, if they had Chubb and, and um, Hunt, we would we, we'd never win a freaking game. They'd be running them down our throat. It would be like throat. the old days when Jamal Lewis run. was running. Exactly. Game. We'd have yeah. a Jamal Lewis game. Yeah. Remember, he had two straight. I remember that there two was one games game in one season. Two... He had over 230 yards in the game right, on us. Right. Yeah. But what I'm exactly. saying is there was one game where he had two straight, had two straight drives where they did nothing but run and yeah. score both times. And that's what you do. You run the ball, run the ball, and then when you're tired of running the ball, you well, run it more. Let me tell more. you something. Mate, like I said, it is my sincere hope and desire that Kevin Stefanski <clears> finds religion <throat> in terms of his running game because he has a quarterback that he may not be as confident in as he wants to be in Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is a more than functional backup. He has had stints of starting. Um he is a lot better off the bench than he is as a starter record wise. So to bolster his, his game, I think you need to put your head down and hand this ball off and get the play action game really working. Well, think sure. about it. And I'm not telling you anything, but when you run the ball, everything spawns off the run. If the run is working well, everything else can function better. Right. And it doesn't matter what quarterback you have back there. It's going to make that. Well, I'm just telling you, opening day, opening day against the Carolina Panthers. Do not be shocked if on the Browns first Man. offensive series in the first down, first down, um, you know, first offensive down that the Browns play that they don't yeah. pass the ball. Uh, look, I'm going to put it this Man, way. Man, if they do that shit, oh, my God. Well, look, look at this. Here's a t- statistic for you right here, okay? Now. Most running teams are going to be near the bottom, okay? But for the context and how the Browns are calling their plays, okay, this is why I'm stating this, okay? The Browns were 24th in the league in first downs 
completing passes, a completed pass being the first down. They hunted 195. The worst team was the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Okay. Um, on first downs running, they were seven in the league. Okay. With 133. Okay. So they were seventh in the league in getting first downs on the ground. Okay. Baltimore was number one. So Baltimore was last in the league in passing for first downs, first in the league in running. Obviously, league wide, it's a lower amount of first downs being got running the ball than passing, right? Mm-hmm. But basically, what I'm saying for as much as the Browns pass, though, okay, mm-hmm. you would expect that to be higher, okay? We don't, we have a great running game, right? But we run a minimal amount for us, what we should be, okay? We run a minimal amount for how good our running game is. I just would expect us to have more passing first downs with as much as we pass. The the Ravens, teams like the Ravens and, and the Steelers run a lot. You know what I mean? They run more than we do. Okay, so you would almost expect them to have have to have more rushing first downs. We you would expect us to have more passing first downs for as much emphasis as we put in having to establish the passing game for us to be passing on first down. Mm hmm. So I I just again, I I thank God that I'm not the only person to have seen this. I'm just looking at a headline here, guys, and it's like. And the headline is this, Deshaun Watson offers apology, then non-apology to people that were triggered by sexual misconduct allegations. That's exactly what he did. On Friday before the game, he apologized. Today, he unapologized. You know, no matter what he feels about his innocence, he should have kept that to himself. Yeah, exactly. He needs to stop saying that shit into microphones. Okay, I'm just saying, guy, you're not getting it. <laughs> you are not getting it. And and it, it's sad. It's sad because what it does <clears throat> is it makes it harder for him. Okay, because the world, and that is Cleveland sports too. Cleveland sports fans, they are not going to have patience to watch Deshaun Watson struggle and try to get back to what he was. No. Right. Deshaun Watson needs well, to come out. No, Deshaun Watson needs to come out and be what he was, or he'll be gone quicker than you can. No, I, I agree shit. with that. But yeah. I, hey, I have to make a correction, guys. Yeah. I got to make a correction to what I was just saying. I was looking at the 2020 stats. 2021, uh-huh. the Browns were number one in yards per carry. Sorry. Exactly. Okay. Number one in yards per carry. And imagine they were tied if with Indianapolis. Yeah, but imagine if, with- but but again, Indianapolis running back won, <clears throat> won the rushing title. Right. Why? Because they utilized him. Mm. Okay. Nick Chubb. A little- Nick Chubb did not win the rushing title for a third year <clears throat> straight when he had a shot. But down the stretch, look, down the stretch, 
when we really needed to chew up time and yards with Nick Chubb, Kevin Stefanski is busy handing the ball off 16 times and losing games. And then in the final game, when it didn't count anymore, when he finally played Case Keenum, he handed the ball off, what was it, like 38 fucking times? Wow. You know, and we won the game against the right. team that eventually went to the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals. We right. won the game. Sure. We won that game. Yep. Yeah. Hey, uh, quick interjection about something we just talked about prior, Garrett. Uh, he's been at the side of a gravely ill close family member, and he'll be back Friday. But that's what it's all about. He's got so many. Okay, very, I mean, very I'm great, sick. but but yeah. I I'm still, I don't think you're going to see Miles Garrett play <clears throat> in the game against the Eagles with having had no practice this week. Yeah, I mean, with only one day practice or two days practice, you can't. Yeah, that's that's my point. And there's and they already know he's good, so he doesn't well, need to be. In the game. But again, dude, okay. Even the best athletes need to tune up before the season starts. Okay? And practice practice is practice, but it ain't game. It ain't game it ain't game time. Well, I mean an athlete of his stature though, I an think athlete that- of his stature doesn't stay at that stature by missing practices. Okay? <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, I mean understand. I understand. I understand <clears throat> what he's doing. What I'm saying is is that's another to see they didn't play him in the game against Jacksonville. They're probably not going to play him in this upcoming game. That leaves only one more preseason game with an opportunity to get any game time snaps because there's no longer four preseason games. There's only three. All right. I mean, well, what I was going to say is that an athlete of his stature, they may opt to play him in the Philadelphia game with minimal practice. I doubt it. I doubt it because you risk injury. See, it's the conditioning. It has absolutely not anything to do with the capability. He's not taking any snaps in practice. Dude, a a week of being at the side of a a, a friend that's gravely ill is not getting him the exercise he needs to be in game shape. I understand. Game shape happens during the week, during practice. I get it, but I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to understand, though. I mean, it's, it's, I, I totally understand. Yeah, but what I yeah. understand is that you this is a season you're going into as the Browns where your absolute strong suit has to be your defense this year because it's clear it won't be your offense. There's too many injuries. You got centers injured. You got wide receivers injured. You got one running back who wants a new deal. They won't give one to. All right. There's all kind of mitigating reasons and problems on the offense. Why it won't be as good as the defense. And now you got stuff starting to happen. That's going to make the defense, at least in the opening weeks of the season, a little more suspect than it would have been. Right. These events right. are coming together and they are not in the interest of Browns fans. Okay. Right. They are not. But again, the most detrimental instance, we won't know how it works out this season. I doubt very seriously that Deshaun Watson is going to take the Browns to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. If they go to the Super Bowl, it won't be Deshaun's work that did it it's it's gonna i i don't really know what to think yet 
I mean, I would like to. I I don't know. Is Deshaun going to play in this? He can't play in this next one. That's right. They were an issue. Well, because it's not a full season, yes, he can. He can he can be with the team and play in any preseason games all the way up to August 30th. Okay. Would you waste right. first-team snaps on Deshaun Watson now? Um, no. No, I got to get Jacoby Brissett ready. I, as a fan, as a fan, I want to, to see him. But in realistic, realistically, no. yeah, no, I got to get Jacoby Brissett ready. Right, you got. Well, I mean, you got to get him ready. I mean, you don't have a choice. And given that he took no first team snaps in the last preseason game, yeah, he none. Didn't play. All you saw was Deshaun Watson and Dobbs and Rosen. No Jacoby. Ironic that they held him out and didn't play him at all. But mm-hmm. isn't that how you treat your starter? Yeah. Okay. I just feel a little, I'm a little wary after him about the field where I want to see Chubb or Hunt out there. <clears throat> I just hope they make sure. Yeah, right. I, I hope so the, the field's thing, a lot better. The than worst thing would saying. be. So, and, and it's just, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know uh, how to take. I, I don't think anybody knows what to feel about the Browns right now until game one happens. Because preseason mm-hmm. is preseason. I mean, it all, will always be. I don't. Nobody's going to know what to feel until now. What I will tell you: the way Cleveland works, okay. Game one, we lose it. The world's going to be ending. Oh, you damn I'm, skippy! I'm telling you. The world's going to be ending after the game one loss if we lose. But I just want to tell you this. I just want to tell you this as a Browns fan. If you don't know it, you you ought to. Browns don't win on opening day. I get that. When's the last time you remember winning on opening day? Because it didn't happen in 2020 when you went to the playoffs (laughs) at 11 and 5. No, it did not. But what I'm telling you is I've been a Browns fan long enough my whole life. And I know, okay. I mean, you know how far back you have to go to. You know how far back you have to go to to experience opening day wins before the Browns left and became the Ravens. Yeah, and we're playing the Panthers, where Baker is. If we lose Week One, you. Oh yeah, and speaking of Baker, Baker has won the starting job. Okay, that was announced today. Baker Mayfield is the Panthers starter. One, That's not something I didn't think was going to happen. I no, nobody that. nobody did, but they tried to make an, an honest competition out of it. Um and and they they they, they and for the Panthers part, coach Matt Rule and his offensive coordinator have been extremely impressed with how quick Baker has picked up the offense. <laughs> okay. I mean, well. Look, I'm I'm going to tell you the truth. Baker is not going to a team where they got no weapons and there's nobody. Okay. No, the two I, weaknesses, the two weaknesses they had on offense was the quarterback and the line, and they've done quite a bit to improve both of those situations this uh, right. season. He's he's got McCaffrey, and McCaffrey also does a good job receiving the ball as a running back as well. Okay. Um, I mean, he's got. 
I, I almost fully expect Baker to be winding himself up in the playoffs, okay? And Listen. it's just going to look – the Browns got to get to the playoffs. They, they, but they, they do not have the front line that we have, that's for sure. Not no, they don't. Well. No, well, most teams don't well, have Well, wait a minute. <clears throat> given, given what's been happening to our centers recently, we don't have the front line that we had. We don't have – okay. <laughs> I'm just saying our defense is going to have fun – on the day they play the Panthers with Baker Mayfield. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to say this. I understand that. That's not my point. Okay? The Panthers ain't going to play us every week. We fully nope. expect to win game game one. Okay? Right. If we lose game one, you're going to hear about it. Okay? But oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, just saw, I just saw something wonderfully interesting um, on, uh, on Facebook. It has nothing to do with the Browns. I, I, I'm only going to read what the meme says. You can take it for what you want to, but I just thought it was funny. Hey, Christians, stop performing exorcisms. The demon has entered the body, and it is not your right to terminate. Life begins at possession. <laughs> I, um, that is funny. Oh, That's my a, God. It's, it's a funny one. That yeah. is hilarious. Daddy will go. Let's just think about it. Just one time. <clears throat> um, but like I was saying, if Baker gets to the playoffs and we don't get to the playoffs, oh, that's, that's another be, thing dude, we won't hear. Dude, dude, we will it. never hear the end of it. I mean, just imagine. Now, Baker Baker pilots the Panthers to the playoffs. Sean Watson comes back week 13 and struggles. Right. Mm-hmm. And what you'll have is another failed experiment for Brown's quarterbacking, um, which cost him $230 million to do. And I listen, I, I keep looking at it and I don't have anything direct to suggest this other than my intuition on this folks. So understand this is Paul. I am intuiting this into the situation. I can't believe that Andrew Barry, a guy who's the general manager of a football team and wants to be able to continue to general manage. Um, Oh, would make a decision to acquire a guy, make him the highest paid player ever in fucking football, guaranteed a whole goddamn thing. And it's the kind of gamble it is. Cause guys, if you don't think Deshaun Watson's a gamble, let's just think about the last guy who spent two seasons out of football and came back and was only a shadow of his former self that had nothing to do with injury. And that was Michael Vick. Right. And Vick did uh Look, I'm going to tell you this. Vic did honorably. He, he did honorably, not. but he was still a shadow of his former self. Right. He wasn't okay. MVP Vic. He I ended mean, up, he ended up doing the, the journeyman carousel, being a backup on a number of teams. And he, he played meaningful ball on at least a couple of those teams, the yeah. Eagles notably. Right. Okay? Right. Um, he played meaningful football for them. But it wasn't – he didn't get to a Super Bowl. And no. and Vic looked like he was on his way to multiple Super Bowls before his, oh, yeah. his career was interrupted. Right. right. Now I'll tell you, I'm going to put put it this way. Um, Barry, this is almost looking more and more, the more we get into it, looking like, look, if you look at the way the NFL moves coaches and GMs and stuff, okay, and Baker's doing what he was doing, this is a power move for him, putting all the chips on the table, right? Now, this is, a, like you said, a risk. If you start piling everything, this is big risk. Yes, Watson, great talent, right? 
Watson's already going to have pressure because of his own misgivings, right? Baker goes over there and performs. You think that's not more pressure on Watson? Now, all the fans are not only looking at you to do good because you should do good and you're the highest paid quarterback in the league now, right? But we just traded the guy that was before you. He's performing, okay? And we need you to do the same, okay? There's going to be an immense amount of pressure on Watson when he finally starts. If he's, it's this is turn a dude into a diamond for sure because he has no choice but to either be a diamond or or he's going to be a crushed, crushed ass lump of coal. Yeah, I mean he's got no choice. There's no in between. One or the other. (laughs) It's one or the other. He's going to be a diamond or he's going to be nothing. And on the Jimmy G front, Ian Rappaport for his part is saying he doesn't see it happening he doesn't really get the sense that the browns are that interested in it these are these uh, this is more of the you know trying to make off-season news people speculating stuff than anything real i would say this especially the way football works football is not quite the same as basketball when you hear trade rumors and stuff like this you know what i mean that could change in a flick of a in a second Okay, something could happen, and all of a sudden they are the biggest people up on that. Okay, oh, yeah. and, right. I mean, football is just a blink of an eye that can change. We could go out, see this preseason game, and and Brissett go and out no, there and, well, yeah. like whatever, and be, based on Jacoby Brissett's performance, we know we're in fucking trouble. Go sign Garoppolo. You know yeah. exactly. Oh, it's by like, the way, at my job, we were uh, talking about Brissett, and I pronounced his name wrong. Right. Uh, and um, they were like, brisket? Brisket? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was like, yeah, I'm almost Hey, Jacoby brisket. brisket. If he's anything as good as brisket is, right? Well, there you go. Jacoby <laughs> brisket, man. That and a little sauce, man, to get you a good meal. There you go. If he's anything as good as brisket, we're on the way to the Super Bowl. That's it, man. Primo brisket. There you go. <clears throat> So, yeah, I guess uh, Deshaun didn't need to say this. I, I guess this is a quote. Uh, I'm continuing to stand on my innocence. Just because settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean a person is guilty for anything. Yeah, you hear me? Why, after the apology on Friday, would you get near a microphone and say those words? I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm All I can say is that his... His PR people shouldn't have let him do that, and that's his immaturity. I, I, that's all I can say. Which tells me that this is not this whole experience ain't doing a lot to change the guy, not yet. So we better hope that the freaking evaluation and diagnosis and treatment, uh, recommended treatment, help him. I'm gonna say this. I, it's like I just said earlier, because I think we basically totally covered this. But to say it again, yeah. I think that's why people are disappointed. I do not. I, the strategy is not something uncommon for a lawyer to do. Right. But if you do that and now you're adding he's doing this right here, it's like an apology. Right. Well, that's his lawyer needs to be saying that, though. That's the thing. These words are coming out of Deshaun's mouth. Right. See, that's a, if his lawyer was saying that, I, I get that. And he needs to let his lawyer say that. He needs to keep saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay? Right. Or or say, I'm sorry, and shut the fuck up. See, what you just said is what should have happened. He should have no comments right now at all. Okay? Exactly. At all. He shouldn't be saying sorry or not sorry anymore. 
Okay, because even if his lawyer's strategy is what I'm saying, you know, later down the line, because, so, because we didn't even want to do this. Because, you Jeff, know, just to interject, because what he's actually saying is sorry, not sorry. Right. No. Okay. And he's also he's also he did all that apologizing. Right. Every time he talks about it more and it's not just apologizing, he demeans what he did before. Right. And don't well, talk about but, it. But again, when he came out Friday before the game in the interview with Didia Kinkabwala and apologized, the cynics in the room said he's just doing that to try to force a, a settlement that is because remember, he said he'd take eight games and five million dollars. Right. Well, the apology right. didn't get him eight games, so he's fuck it. I ain't guilty. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. What I'm saying is, and he can have that opinion. Just sometimes there's a, sometimes a, he should be almost Marshawn Lynch about it. Okay. Yes. Would it get him any better if somebody's asking, if someone in the media is asking him about it, and he pretty much gives him the cold shoulder look, and we're not going to talk about that today? Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Marshawn Lynch, guys. No. Speaking of Marshawn Lynch, did you guys hear the news story about him? No, no. What, what okay, happened? so he gets stopped for driving while intoxicated. And oh, then no. For whatever reason, he decided to, although I don't believe it was a true statement, but he told the cops, yeah, I stole this car. I stole <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> but, but he was being facetious, right? I mean, he was not. Hugh, by the time you tell the cops I stole this car, what did they do? They're gonna look to see what they're he not. Stole. They're yeah, not. What, they're what not did? saying, "Oh, that's a funny joke." Oh, that's funny. yeah. What? What? Yeah. I mean, what did they do? What they <laughs> did the was arrest him. What they right. did was arrest him. If the cop is being facetious, he's going to do the facetious thing of arresting you and finding out what he's yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Here, turn around. I'm That's put right. On you. Yeah, put your hands exactly. behind your back. So. <clears throat> yeah, so that, that happened. Um, uh, here, here's something. Um, notable suspensions under the NFL personal conduct policy. In 2018, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Jameis Winston was suspended for three games. He was accused of touching a female Uber driver inappropriately. In 2018, Seattle linebacker Michael Kendricks suspended eight games for insider trading. Raiders guard Richie Incognito suspended two games for disorderly conduct, basically being an asshole racist son of a bitch. Um, Seattle defensive lineman Jerron Reed suspended six games for an accusation of assault. Cleveland running back Kareem Hunt suspended eight games for an assault that was caught on video. Yeah. Wide receiver Antonio Brown suspended eight games for multiple violations under the personal conduct. But look, he did so many. We can't name them all here. It's just multiple. Okay. Yeah. Running back Darius Juice <clears throat> or Geis uh, uh, suspended six games for domestic violence. And I know, of course, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. And, and listen, and Robert say Kraft this. I just want to say three. this. Deshaun Watson, when he finally plays for Cleveland, better play better than Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, yes. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> he better be better than that. <laughs> and I just yeah. want to say this. I only I understand it was a small sample size, 
But he didn't look any better than Deshaun Kaiser ever looked in that fucking preseason performance we saw. <laughs> right. Hey, on a um, on a uh, lighter note, I'm trying to find it here because I didn't find it early. Okay, here we go. Who going into 2022 here? Um. Are the top rated running backs in the league per pro football focus? Nick Chubb. Kareem number Hyde. one. Number one is going to be Jonathan Taylor. He did get the number one elite spot. That's the uh, oh, okay. Indianapolis running back. Indianapolis, yes. Right. Um, number two is Nick Chubb. He got Who's the number, number two elite spot. Derrick Henry is number number three. I was going to say, I, th- I was pretty sure Henry was going to be number three, but. You know. Right. Where number does four, Kareem Hunt fall? I, I will. We'll get to that now. Number four is Christian McCaffrey. So the I, Panthers. It, you know, I, I got my questions. I got personal reservations about whether Christian McCaffrey is going to be able to come back and be what he was because of his diminutive size and the hits he's taken. Hits he's taken, right? Yeah. Now, if I'm to go from there and just try to find where. Um, Hunt is, you know, Hunt's going to be down the list of the starters to actually, it only goes to 20 and Hunt is not on there at 20. Now, number 20 is Devin Singletary and Hunt and him are very similar. So the reason I I take issue with people kicking Hunt so far down these lists is that when you look at him statistically with the Browns, his numbers are very similar to Chubb. They are. Yeah. Now, they're not as good as Chubbs, okay? Yeah, but, but they're not they're not twenty positions lower on the ranking than Chubb. They are not. No, they're they not. Uh, you know, uh, the running back coach said that if Hunt can just get a little patience about him, he is gonna be one of the best in the league. I will oh. I'll say this. I'm not too I don't think that that is a bad statement. Hunt last year averaged 4.9 yards a carry in the seven, eight carries he did. Okay, this is an improvement. We know Chubb gets over five a carry, right? That's right. Hunt is continuously improved since he's been a Brown. Right. Okay, like you you look at some guys, you know what I mean? They get older. To, the, one thing we can say about Hunt, okay, is as he's been the backup for Chubb, he has got better at the things that he's not as good at, okay? His average is 4.6. But there's got to be a reason that the Browns are not evidently high on Chubb. I mean, high on Kareem Hunt. Because they prioritized the signing of Dearness Johnson ahead of him. I get you. I'm looking at Hunt's rookie season, which was good. He was rookie of the year. He was rookie of the year. I mean, it was amazing. 4.9 yards that, a carry. Okay, he's right there where you have any starting running back in the league. Yeah, statistic. That, okay. that Dearness Johnson signing was probably more about the future and thinking when Hunt won't be here, probably. Which, which I'm believing is this season because they've positioned it that way. I'm, I'm fully well, we'll see. still of the same. I'm fully the same opinion that we have a starting running back as our second tailback. Okay. 
I mean, this just isn't what it is. We have two starting running backs, okay? All One I'm saying is that like, be I don't, I, I don't think they should. By a whole lot. I don't think they should try to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo, but I guarantee you if they do, Kareem Hunt's going to be in that deal, okay? Right. If they trade no for any player, if they come <clears> up with any need of any significant player before the trade deadline this year, and they can put Hunt in that package, they will. Wow. I'm just, I mean, if you look statistically in that. And Hunt, 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 Hunt tried. He tried to leverage the situation. He said, I'm only going to take place in individual drills. I'm not going to play in seven on sevens. Right? Right. And then two days after that comes out, coach says, I expect all healthy players to play in seven on seven, in 11, yeah, in seven on seven drills today. In full pads. And you know what? As a demonstration of how much leverage running backs have in this league, Kareem Hunt was suited out and playing in seven on sevens. And you know what? And there you know you what go. I actually do expect to change in the next few years. And I think Kareem and um, Chubb are two of the backs that are kind of changing this with running backs. Running backs were on the low end, right? You, you're noticing a creep up in running backs again. Okay, I expect that low on the totem pole thing because the whole theory in it has been running backs are a dime a dozen. You can get a dude to do what the dude was doing. Okay, Mm -hmm. and that's what it's been for years. That's starting not to quite be that way. Okay, right. You're right, Jeff. Like, um, yeah. That's why I do think Hunt is a starting level running back. We're lucky to have him in our back as our as our backup tailback. Okay, and. It's it's getting to the point to where, like, look, if you're going to want to have two backs of this stature, okay, because the luxury for Chubb is having a his guy behind him being as good as he is, right? You don't really lose much when you have to come back in, okay? Not every other running tandem has that, okay? They got a guy, and that's a guy who's pretty good. It ain't usually as good as what Kareem is, okay? So... Kareem leaves. We're expecting Darnest Johnson. Now, what we've seen from Darnest Johnson, he's already put in the type of production where it's like we might not miss a step. But if we do, okay, that load for Chubb becomes more. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think he now, can handle that load. I so, do think so. Chubb the guy, the guy that you guys were impressed with in the preseason game is Jerome Ford. Ford, okay. right. He's a rookie, he's 210 pounds. Uh, out of Cincinnati was a Cincinnati Bearcat. Okay. Um, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson. But interestingly, an item I saw on Demetric Felton is the Browns are planning on using him in a hybrid role this year. They're going to use him as a running back slash slot receiver. I was going to say slot. Yeah. But what that kind of tells me is that the Browns don't like a lot of these receivers we got. Let let me just, I just want to count these for you guys. Okay. Wide receivers on the Browns roster right now, and keep in mind, cut downs are coming. But there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. They got fourteen receivers, and they are having a hard time coming up in their mind with what their starting lineup is in receivers. No wow. doubt. 
I just yes. hope Schwartz can try and do better, man. I want that's him the to one do I'm better, hoping. but that's the one I'm hoping to. You got the speed. Well, I'm also rooting for DPJ to cement himself as a solid number two. Oh, I think two. DPJ is, is as a, a solid number two. No, but performance wise, he might start the season out as two. But will he stay there? Will his performance justify being a number two on the field? And thus far in his career, he's only shown flashes. Okay, I mm, okay. no, it's, it's true. It's true. The numbers don't lie. He's made spectacular catches when he makes them, but he drops yeah. a lot of balls. That's what I was saying last season. Yeah. He drops a lot of balls, dude. And he doesn't have he didn't have the years of reliability that a T.O. had. And T.O. always dropped a lot of balls. But T.O. paid off. Does anybody remember how good Braylon Edwards was when he was good? But he dropped a yeah. lot of balls, dude. He dropped he, a lot of balls. He, then he turned to hands of stone. Well, no, I mean, but he dropped a lot of balls. A lot of good receivers <clears throat> drop a lot of balls, but it's what they do with the balls they catch. Right. Okay. Right. And one thing that DPG is not known for, he has the size to be known for it, but he has not demonstrated that he is a good yak receiver. <clears throat> right. Well, interesting thing about dropping balls. Okay. Now. Jerry Rice did have some seasons where he dropped a very low amount of balls, which is amazing. Okay. But even Jerry Rice had some seasons. I looked up one time where I was yeah. looking up stats and he had some seasons where he dropped some balls, but you don't remember him because there were too many amazing catches. There were too many amazing things he did. And Jerry yeah. Rice was the, he's like the granddaddy of Yak. Him right. and Stephen yeah. A. Smith. Not Stephen A. Smith. Right. I'm sorry. Stephen Smith. <clears throat> Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Not Stephen A. Smith. He can't catch shit unless it's in his mouth. But hey, yeah. uh, on a on a off note, I'm just <laughs> Doritos is having two new flavors for the end of summer: ketchup oh and spicy god. mustard. Oh, oh my god! No, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Oh, what I wouldn't give for some ketchup-flavored Doritos. What? You know what the ketchup (laughs) thing reminds me of? Look, you know what the ketchup thing reminds me of? So, Vincent was sitting there with his uh, Takis, right? And he's like, you want to try one? And I'm like, oh, I want to try one. I don't want that mess, right? And he keeps giving me try one. I was like, here, I'm going to try the freaking Taki, right? I taste it. I'm like, it's tomato sauce on it. Tastes like ketchup or tomato sauce on it. I was like, "Why? Well, how can you eat this? There's not even, it's not even like real spice to it. It's like, what? It's like it's covered in just tomato. I was like, yeah, I know. What is this? But, so that's what I'm expecting those Doritos are is to kind of make them talky like, because I mean, that's what it tastes like. It tastes like you're eating a corn chip with that was dipped in ketchup. I guess. And and just to show you, if you guys don't believe my theory that Jimmy Haslam is behind this, this is all Jimmy and everybody else is just going along with him. Okay. Here's this headline for you. Here's this headline for you. 
Browns owner Jimmy Haslam insists he would absolutely bring Deshaun Watson to Cleveland again today, despite star quarterback's 11-game ban and $5 million fine for dozens of sexual misconduct allegations. Maybe Jimmy just believes in him. Look, I'm not. Maybe because he reminds him of him. I'm going to tell you. You're so stupid. I'm, I'm going to tell I'm gonna I had that problem too, son. <laughs> this, is, this is my totality of my feeling on Watson. My totality feeling. I do not know how it's going to pan out. I still think we gave up way too much. Okay. Hell yes. We're going to be trade. feeling the effects of this for years. I'd have never made the trade on Madden. It had never happened. Okay. <laughs> it had never happened. Yeah. Okay. So all I'm saying is I'd have never done it. He did it. He owns the team. It could still work out. We could end up week 13 going or it could be, smart man. Or it could okay. be the latest example of the <clears throat> fiasco that is Jimmy Haslam's ability to make decisions as it relates to the position of quarterback. We're going to have to wait to see. Yes. And we just don't know because all I'm saying is, is Jimmy Haslam's track record when it comes to making decisions about the position of quarterback is iffy at best. I get it. I get it. What I'm saying is we could all look back on this as Browns fans. Okay. Okay. Look, a year from now, a year from now, Browns go to the Super Bowl under the, you know, the, the quarterbacking of Deshaun Watson. I get it. I'll say, okay, it was a good gamble. It still ain't going to be crap. It ain't going to be shit as far as public relations go. And as Browns fans, I'd like to say to all of us, whether you like Deshaun or not, be sensitive to others and quit trying to poo-poo the idea that objectively, right, listen, objectively, guys, objectively, Deshaun Watson has been deplorable and may still be deplorable. Okay. Yes. Objectively. Well, look, we all know there's one thing in sports that happens, right? Winning does cure things. But I want to point this out, though. We do get to the Super Bowl win. You will not hear the end of the fact that we he has committed whatever and he won the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There'll be big stories. Exactly. He's yeah. going to have to win. Deshaun Watson's career is going to have to include winning to get rid of this. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he's going to okay. have to he's going to have to win multiple times. Yes. He's going to have yes. to win multiple times for not to have that statement. He's going to have to be one there. You know what? He's going to have to be the same kind of consistent that Ben Roethlisberger was over his career. Always right. in contention. Right. Or at right. the game. Always in contention or at the game. Second second round or championship game level in the playoffs or to the Super Bowl multiple times before people start to forget. Right. Same thing. No different than Kobe. Same thing. Had Kobe done what he did and then went out and stunk it up for the rest of his career, he never heard the end of it. Oh no! Okay. He'd this, be a pariah. He'd be a pariah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's just that right now, I have if 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 you want to take the position that Jimmy Haslam drove this car, and we're here now all because of him, 
you have all the evidence you need to purport that theory because you have the drafting of Johnny Manziel over other capable quarterbacks, quarterbacks who have played in the Super Bowl in Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterbacks who are have the best statistic of anybody over the last seven seasons, best fourth, most fourth quarter comebacks in Derek Carr. They chose Johnny Manziel over both of these guys, passed on them to draft Johnny Manziel. Passed on Josh Allen to draft Baker Mayfield. Actually spent a second round pick on Deshaun Kaiser. It boggles the mind. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Haslam thinks he knows quarterbacks. And he don't know shit. Not when it comes to quarterbacks. <clears throat> Look, I, I have this thing, you know, whenever I go to judge something, I at least try to put myself in the shoes of, you know what I mean? To try to at least imagine what the decisions would be. And if I owned a football team, you know what I mean? And whatever was happening, would I do something like this? Would I? It's really hard to imagine that I give up this much. Okay. But if it was, if I'm the, if I'm the betting kind of man, you'd have to be to be the person anyway, right? Uh To bet on yourself. Okay. And you absolutely felt this is the guy. Okay. I can see it happen, but that's also why they say owners shouldn't be able to make those kind of decisions. They should keep themselves away from making those kind of decisions because they are those kind of people, right? Exactly. You exactly. bet on yourself. I mean, and but 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 what he's got to be is smart enough to hire a guy that's going to take care of personnel on his team and stand up to him and call him call him out when he's being a fucking idiot about it. Right. I mean, it's the whole theory of like what what makes a good king, right? Kings always had advisors, right? Same thing. The president gets elected. He elects people around. He gets people around him to help him make those decisions, right? Because you're not always going to be right. Somebody who thinks they're always right that doesn't have people around them to say, hey, you're being a dummy. You know what I mean? So they can go, wait, why am I being a dummy? You know what I mean? And then actually tell them why they're being a dummy so they can go, okay, well, well what are we going to do? You know what I mean? You need that, okay? So if you're an owner and you don't have that to kind of stop it. But I'm going to tell you this. I just get the feeling that I don't think anyone was objective enough of what he wanted to do at this point if it was all his decision to stop it, okay? That's what I think. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I, I think I just, it's, 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 um, it's just totally, totally, I can't, I, 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 I'm shaking my head. Okay. I got, I got to play you guys something that has nothing to do with the Browns, but certainly you've heard that Aaron Rodgers has come out and um, basically told people that he was on ayahuasca two off seasons ago and he attributes his his MVP performance the last time he won the MVP to that okay and of course no problem with the NFL because the psychedelic ayahuasca is not on the the banned substances list 
So Stephen Colbert, I'm sure you know who he is, Late Show with Stephen Colbert. They just did a really cool thing, and I want to play it for you guys, okay? Okay, so here it is. Here's the story. Trouble with the NFL. The NFL is so on board, they released a brand new slate of promos. See if you can tell. Monday night, Raiders, Chargers. They are all one people, connected by the world spirit in an infinitely expanding plane of human compassion. See the big hits. Feel a hundred different hands on your body, imparting a blessing of forgiveness and gratitude. Brought to you by Quetzalcoatl, the official feathered serpent god of the NFL. We'll be right back. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. <laughs> the official feathered serpent god of the NFL. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? I was watching... Funny enough, you're talking about this. I have not finished watching all of it. You know, Netflix has a little special about psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Yes. Yeah, so I was, I, I was watched, seeing that. I watched the first episode of that. <clears throat> this is just interesting because it, when you start looking at it, you start looking at the history of different people that have, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. Um, well, one of one of the one of the main people uh, who, along with, uh, I'm trying to remember the the. The guy Timothy Leary, who who kind of popularized the idea of the Terrence use of psychedelics, McKenna. is Terrence McKenna. His yes, associate. I know. I, I read about him. Yeah, I read about him. yes. And yeah. Alan Watts. Let's not forget Alan Watts. Their yeah, other buddy. He was just tagging along. He was just yeah. tagging along. <clears throat> but it was it was it was it was it was, it was Terry and Terry and and and. Uh, and come on, what's the other guy's name again? I forgot it. All the guy right. who invented LSD. What is his name? Yeah. Timothy O'Leary. Well, he uh, didn't invent it. He certainly popularized the use of it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think LSD was kind of discovered by accident. Okay. <laughs> and then one, well, somebody accidentally got some. And that was chemical. Fingers. That wasn't organic, like uh, yeah. peyote or whatever. Or ayahuasca. Okay. Right. They are still psychedelics. And, and again, um, certain scientific theories suggest that human beings evolved. The great b- growth of the brain happened because human beings, being the hunters and gatherers that they were, at one time during one of the solar minimums and an ice age when there wasn't a whole lot of other vegetation, were gathering a lot of mushrooms and a lot of those mushrooms were psychedelic and they actually contributed to the growth of the human brain and the increase in human intelligence overall. Right. right. Look, I, I have this. We're getting a way off subject. But yeah, this is definitely football. not football anymore, right? <laughs> this is not football. But, but maybe enough, Kevin Stefanski needs ayahuasca, ayahuasca so he'll use his running game. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hey, I actually forgot what I was going to say. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you never, you never know. You never know. Oh, hey, Kevin, you, anyway. have you considered taking ayahuasca? <laughs> Just say it. Oh, oh, I remember what I was going to say now. I mean, if you look at it. If you look at even human evolution, you look at let's just go back maybe tribal, right? 
Right. You know, you got the whole thing, witch doctors and stuff, psychedelics and stuff. Look, these people survived, right? Mm-hmm. I always look at stuff this way. It's like people's like, well, you know, you know, Neanderthals. And so, look, some of the things that people believed in or did, right? It can't be all completely wrong and bad. They survived. If it was all completely wrong or bad, they wouldn't have survived. Okay. Um, they survived. So something in there had to be good. You know what I mean? They used stuff for healing and whatnot. Something had to be good. I'm not saying what we do now is worse, that modern medicine is worse somehow because, but, you know, somewhere in there, sometimes <clears throat> there may be something we might be missing sometimes because those people managed to survive in very harsh, harsher situations. Yeah, and don't don't get me started on modern medicine, by the <laughs> like I said, like I said, I don't like to tell people like to abandon. You don't abandon modern medicine. There are good things about modern medicine and bad things about it, just like anything else. You know what I mean? Uh, but I always look at it as those people survived harsh conditions. You know what I mean? And it right. wasn't just all because God reached down and awed on them or something. Okay, I mean. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Like they survived and there was a reason. What some of what they were doing had to be right, okay, or they wouldn't have made it. So, guys, before we All go, right. before we go, what are you looking to see on Sunday in the preseason game against the Eagles? What will you be disappointed if you don't see? Um, I don't know. Uh, go for it. I'm not sure. I, I, you know what? I want to see more of, uh, the young guy, you know, it would have been nice to see miles Garrett play to see what he could have done off of him. Um, you know, I want to see, I want to see the receivers catch more passes. I want to see, no, I want to see Jacoby Brissett and what he can do. I would say out of everything, I want to see Jacoby Brissett, but more than anything, I just don't, I want to see, and get out there. I know it's a preseason game, okay? I don't even necessarily expect them to necessarily win the game, okay? But I do want to see, like, what I don't think I saw last game was... I don't don't know how to explain it. I did not see a winning offense. I just, I'll just put it that way. Yeah. I didn't see winning that offense. Okay. And some of the defense I did now Ford did all right, but we know we can run the ball. I'm not, that's not a mm-hmm. question. Okay. And we know we can <clears throat> run the ball defense wise. I saw some bright spots. Like I said, I'm not expecting to see them. I need winning. to see timing and precision in this passing game. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I just, the, the offense, the, what we, what I saw in passing the other day, from anyone, okay? That's any of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just Watson. I didn't see where I'm like confident. like, man, we're going to do it this year. Yeah, it's going to change okay, everybody's right. mind about so, our passing game. So it for my sucks. part, guys, I want to see timing and precision in this passing game. What I will be disappointed if I don't see, and that is a pro- an improvement on open field tackling by this defense. Because okay. it appears to me, it appears to me that open field tackling of running backs of, by this defense is one of its weak points. That is, you know what? I I totally didn't come. That is a good point because at least at least that, that second quarter, I know for real. Yeah, we they just were just running it all over, all over us, man. 
Yeah, was, we yeah. were we were not looking good, and I understand that a majority of starters were not out there, and I'm hoping that's why we saw what looked like shit. Okay, <laughs> that's just, just I really do. Um, so that's what I'll be disappointed if I don't see. I want to see an improvement in tackling. I want to see more at the line or behind the line tackling of running backs. Um, honestly, Sounds like a good and, and, and for anybody who was wondering five hours ago, Deshaun Watson won't play remainder of Brown's preseason games. This is quoting Kevin Stefanski. He will, in yeah. fact, split snaps with Jacoby Brissett during the joint practices with the Eagles tomorrow. But he will not play in any more preseason games. All until, right. Well, and, until and in, in December, <clears throat> when the snow storms, Coach and Santa Fansky is going to come to Deshaun and say, with your, I don't know, it's not his nose. His nose isn't I was, right, is yeah, I was no. going to say, I'm not going to run with that Won't one. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Da, da. And then it'll be like a Christmas carol and we'll all be happy because we'll go down in history. You know, there you go. That's funny. That's some funny shit. Okay. Yeah. Deshaun. All right. Wait, Deshaun, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, <laughs> what was his, what was his behavior as rated by Sue Robinson? It was egregious. Deshaun, the egregious QB. <laughs> the egregious QB. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna, there you go. I'm not going to. Yeah, no, 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 don't go any further than that. You wouldn't want to. You have to explain it then. It's just not easy to do. But uh, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So having said that, uh, we got a game on Sunday to watch, learn, and 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 see more about these Browns again. I, as as we have gone into the last oh three four seasons with these Browns, now we see we see a team who, by all estimation, by anybody who's looking at them from the outside and looking at that roster, they're saying this is one of the best rosters in the league. I have as of yet, as of yet, even considering, even considering the. Um, the uh, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Lot of feedback. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Even considering, Even considering the playoff the birth playoff of 2020, 2020, I have not have seen not the performance of one of the best, the best rosters in the league, in the league. From, this team. from this team. So it's it's really something that you as a Browns fan, certainly me as a Browns fan, am concerned. And I need to see this team start living up to its promise. Right. To have a right. roster that is this well peopled does you nothing if they don't play like it. Right. That is true. Not so good. let's do it. All right, guys. So here we go, man. On the way out the door. This is TBF, a Browns fans podcast. And we have just spoken about. What? A final resolution to the Deshaun Watson situation. 
A situation that could become a debacle if Deshaun Watson doesn't learn to change his behavior as it relates to other people. Specifically those of the female persuasion. Deshaun, get it right. Get it right for you and me and the rest of those people that are Browns fans. In the meantime, the in-between time until it's that time. What time's that? Time for the next episode of TBF, a Browns fans podcast. It's Paul, Hugh, and Jeff saying we're out. Basement Tapes Productions. Yeah.